It's your boy Titsy Japan back with another episode of Axos across time and space. What's going on? Got Ace over here from Cross Culture. About to hit you off with his uh, his self introduction over here on episode sixty nine. Go ahead, hit him off, man. Yo, episode sixty nine. You got to watch that. But yeah, you already know it's your boy Ace of Cross Culture. We back at it again, episode sixty nine. Yeah, yeah, I got the five right there. We got the four. We got the nine. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, man, it's good to be back to the standard fair fanfare. You know, Mm. Um, starting a brand new book today. But before that, oh yeah, before we get into the book and and, into our reading for the day, how you doing? Ah. Well, I'm not doing the best that I could be, but I'm trying to take it one day at a time. That's all I we can do. Doing the best. Oh You're man, not doing the best today. Not the best today, but yeah, one day at a time. What about you? Yeah, no, no, no I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. Okay. Uh, I just went to church, and I missed church Choich. last week. Yeah, I missed church last week, man. Um, but it's good to be back, you know. I'm, I'm feeling well. Ah, yeah. Insert <laughs> joke here. I don't know if I can throw that up. WPL locked and loaded. Yo. Yo, 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 yo. Joke here. He had something to say over here. Fucking all that. <laughs> AC-ness. AC-ness. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So hold on. I mean, we are just jump through the intro. Let me get to the the recap because last week was a complete blowout. This is an explosion. Yo, last week was crazy. Right? Oh right. man! Right? Everybody had a whole lot to say about video games, but uh, yeah, but it was a good segue into the direction that we're going next. Um, mm-hmm. Gonna be talking about this book by Reggie Filame, and also narrated by Reggie Filame. Um, for the audience, for anybody that doesn't know who he is, uh, he is the former CEO of Nintendo of America. Mm-hmm. And he's black, folks. He's black. He's black. He's also the son of <laughs> um, he's also the son of immigrants from Haiti, right? But he mm-hmm. identifies himself as as what he is. Um, and speaking of like background, it sounds similar to our backgrounds in a sense. Oh yeah, child of immigrants, right? <clears throat> Definitely. But what what blood? What blood do you got in you? If you don't mind me asking, Ace. I mean, for me, it's um, Jamaican. So I'm like three quarters Jamaican, uh, but I did do my my ancestry DNA, and some of the stuff that came up was kind of crazy. Um, I'm talking to like Irish, like some. It's like less than one percent Irish, like less than one percent Swedish, uh, and then you know like African, you know Western African, and then some some Jamaican came up. But yeah, those those two white races there, it's kind of kind of strange. <laughs> I mean, it's we all we all related at, at, at some. Point, oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but like my question, well, you identified with seventy five percent. Yeah, I, yeah, that that Jamaican yardy reggae reggae sauce, all of that. I, I tried to connect to the roots, and now my my wife is saying that I need to teach the kids patois. So, there you go. There you go. Showing them where they're from. You know, that's all yeah, good, man. man. And I got some of that in, my, in myself as well. I think it's what quarter Jamaican? A quarter? If, Just if a quarter? A parent, well, if a parent is 
But what, what? How does that work? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So one parent is half Jamaican, and okay. the other is a hundred percent Dominican. So that makes me seventy-five percent island. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Claim that. 50 percent Dominican, and then uh, not Dominican Republic, not Dominican Republic. Much love. To yeah, is it, that is yeah, a completely different thing. Mm. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So you know, for me, I have that Dominican heritage. Big ups to everybody in CT in the uh, Connecticut Douglases. All right. Okay. It's like a, a Dominican or a Dominican community that we got there in CT. Um. But yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So um, yeah, getting to our uh, new subject, our new focus for the next however so long. Um, he's got a book called Disrupting the Game. From mm-hmm. the Bronx to the top of Nintendo. Right. So it's also very close. It's that Northeast, you know, uh, West Indian heritage and then going out and, and taking over whatever you can, you know, to make yeah. make the world a better place. So um yeah, we're going to get on that right now. Uh, what we did was we went through the intro, the preface, and chapter one. All right, yeah. intro, preface, and chapter one. So, um, yeah, let's get a let's get a piece of the action. There's a lot in there um, that made it interesting, but you know, looking at today's episode title, Reggie Philomay says farewell. Um, he said farewell to his mentor. Um, and I wanted to start off with that question because, you know, last month we had a, uh, a tribute episode. Um, it was a farewell to someone who had a huge influence on my life and had influence on yours as well. I'm sure. hundred yeah. percent. So let me ask, um, as far as like mentors, have you had to say goodbye to someone outside the family that meant something to you? Um, as far as like, you know, being a mentor or being, being a mentor a sponsor or there's another one that he said it was important make sure i got this here is a mentor, mentor sponsor, sponsor. Yeah, it was like three different uh, types. Yeah, or, a coach, yeah. or a coach no i wasn't a coach no because then a coach talks to you a mentor talks with you and a sponsor talks about you in a good way when you're not around but i didn't think it was coach that he said i don't know i, don't know. I mean good word for yeah i i but, I ain't, I ain't got the book in front of me. I have it in my heart and on my notes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I need to get uh, a pen, a pad, and write it down. And write it down. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's usually the rule. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Do you, have you have you lost any mentors, coaches, or sponsors in your lifetime? Hmm. Um. And you're talking about outside the family. Yeah. Outside the family. Um. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Um literally. Who was it? Who was it? What a mean? coach. <laughs> literally a coach. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna shout him out. Uh he did pass away. Um but for any of those who may be listening, who uh, knew him mm-hmm. or went to AUC, you know, shout out Atlantic Union College, no more. Mm-hmm. Coach Sandy Smith. Coach Sandy. Uh, Sandy Smith. This is somebody who 
who had a lot of difficulty growing up uh wound up making it to the NBA what uh, yeah like wow. to the NBA this got to be like back in the like maybe the 80s something mm-hmm. like that uh and he said that he just gave it up because he found God and it just wasn't jiving with who he was. So boom, gave it up and mm-hmm. taught basketball at the college. He was the athletic director. So he did more than just basketball, mm. but he is a really cool dude. And one of the, the things that he said, and anybody who has ever met him, or listened to him will know the saying it's if you are no if you trust god fully yes. then god is fully responsible for the outcome and it, it seems like it's something so simple it's like well of course you know i'm gonna I, of course i trust god and it's like no if you trust him completely then he is completely yes. responsible so I'm not like, oh yeah, I trust him in these aspects of my life, but you know, I'm gonna take my own route over here. Like, no, yeah, completely mm. with your life, then the he is completely thing. responsible for mm. what happens. Mm. 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 Yeah. Now, did he say that to you as he was coaching you, or? Was oh he yeah, he that said that, like to the whole group, or how, how did that work? He said that uh, multiple different times to mm. to the group. Like he wasn't my my mentor one on one, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was something that he said a lot. Wow. Now, now, why at that time? Why were you open? Why were you know? Why was the group open to his instruction? More like directive advice or a directive suggestion. Why? Why were you guys open to that? Or why were you open to it? I think it's because he he would start the class. We wouldn't start the class on the court. Mm. We start the class in uh, the the student lounge that happened to be in the the gym area. Okay, lounge. And he was just like, you know, everybody get a seat, sign the attendance, mm. and he would start with a story about his life. So mm. he he showed himself to be human you know he's like i made this mistake back then and you know this is how i got over it if you want to hear more about it we could talk about it after class but so he he didn't put himself on a pedestal he said you guys may hold me in high regard you know i've been to the nba i lived that lifestyle i came out of it Mm -hmm. this is how i got into the nba this is the determination and grit that i had to show and these are the mistakes that i made in my life so he showed himself to be human, which a lot of a lot of pastors I've come to see are like scared of. Mm. It's like, oh, I don't I don't want people knowing who I was. But mm. Mm. one of my favorite writers says, we have nothing to fear for the future unless we forget where God has brought us from. Mm. So roll those your out testimony. Like Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't just roll those out there like that. Hold on, we're not even ready for it, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He says, he says, you don't just, I'm sorry. One more time. Now, now we have nothing to fear. Yes. We have nothing to fear lest we forget where God has bought us from. We have nothing to fear for the future lest we forget where God has bought us from. 
We have nothing to fear for the future unless we forgot where God has brought us from. Mm-hmm. Janice. Janice. That's how it is. Who's like looking forward and looking back. You know, you see it. I don't know so anything about Janice. <laughs> you saw GoldenEye, right? Oh, come on. Right. Saw GoldenEye, the movie? No. Yeah, GoldenEye. With, um, with Priest Brosnan and Trevelyan. Never saw the movie. Yeah, but remember, I also didn't play campaign, and we had to play on paintball mode. You know, those are all the little stipulations in order for us to be able to play the younger kids to be able to play that game. Look, y'all need to go back and take a look at last week's episode. We were talking about the N64, and oh yeah, we're talking about too many games, bro. (laughs) Too many games. I, yeah. I have to. I had to just touch on that again because, um, and because it, it connects back to to the Reggie and everything. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Reggie was the CEO of Nintendo Nintendo of America during the GameCube era, the Wii not Wii era, the whole Wii era, and his mm-hmm. marketing is what helped Nintendo really drove it. Its Wii. Yeah. yeah, number one system of its time, right? Mm-hmm. And when he was speaking with his mentor. Um, and and friend, also you know business partner, um, yep. Satoru Iwata. Before he passed, it was like, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know Iwata, he was right. a dude from right. Nintendo who was like this every yes. single you time. What, you remember what he said? Like, why was he doing that? I don't know. I think it. I think it's more of a thing to like, like zoom in. Like, yes, I'm right here. You know, it yeah. caught everybody's attention. What what is he doing? Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. it was tight. It was tight in this time. But uh, Reggie, what Reggie did was, um, you know, he he spoke with Satoru Iwata, you know, on not his deathbed, but very close towards the end, you know, mm-hmm. in uh, March 2015. Yeah, and it's interesting because he had just went to Japan in January of that year, and sure. you know, for his biannual visit. Right, right, right. His mentor calls him back and he says, "Hey, um, you need to come at this time." It's like, "Well, could you give me a little more details? Like, I, I had something planned with my wife, you know, for my birthday." And uh, right. look, I need you here these three days. Period. Reggie, come on down. Mm-hmm. And, and he, you know, he called him there for this meeting and everything. And actually, this wasn't at the hospital yet. It wasn't at the hospital yet. No, no, this was in his office. Right, right. He had to go to his office, and they were talking switch. Like how to make the switch happen, and um, and the switch is also extremely successful for Nintendo. Yeah, so, you know, set up for success. He had to set him up for success, but um, you know, he had to have a heart to heart conversation with him. And um, it's not that you know Japan and and the states like the way that marketing is done is not always the same. It's a mm. disagreement that the Japanese had with how the Wii would be marketed. And mm-hmm. Reggie's way is a way that we still remember to this day. You remember what yeah. they used to say in the commercials? We would like to play with you. Something yes. of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Play. You know, with the whole like katakana. <laughs> the like, super. You know, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And then playing that little, like, not, was it Shamisen or what was that playing in the back? I think it was Shamisen. Shamisen. Yeah, yeah, it's a little Japanese string instrument, and um, you know, but that that experience there, like he had to say, 
no to the Japanese way. The Japanese felt, you know, it was like too that. familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're coming in too familiar yeah. with these Japanese salary men showing up somebody's house and saying, We would like to play. Like, you know, we don't even know who you are. So, how are you just going to show up at our house type of thing? In Japan, you don't just go to people's houses, you know? Um, and, and in the States, I wonder if that's a thing. That's that's my, one of my first questions. Or do, going to people's do, houses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do colleagues go to colleagues' houses? You got family going to family's houses, yeah. But do colleagues go to colleagues? You know, co-workers? Uh, yeah. But I mean in the culture. Go ahead. I'm I'm what do you mean understand the culture? Like you weren't raised American. Like. <laughs> no, 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 no. My my professional life. My professional life has been profoundly shaped by Japanese Japan. culture. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I, I really want to know, like, what's it like there? What's it like there? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so odd. Um yeah. but it's it's kind of like one of those things where in Japan, <laughs> in you know, Japan, somebody oh, let me let me come back out. No, no, okay. You know, if somebody. Yeah, you know, you know what that means, right? Have like we going for drinks after work. We going for drinks after work. No, you know, and that's a that kind of the the social expectation. You see that sign, you know, like mm-hmm. hey. Um, in America, it's more like. You might invite somebody out for drinks and like, hey, you know, the game's going to be on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Come over. That's not odd. But to show up for me, mm. for me, it's always been a big thing. Call before you go. Mm. Uh, in my adult life, it's always been like, yeah, you know, if if I'm not calling before I go, then I'm not expecting to go in. You know, I'll knock. You know, hey, is so-and-so here? Or, hey, do you have this? Or. But I, I'll I'll stay until they say, yeah, you know, come in. I'll just stay at the door. Like, you know, I'm not expecting to go in until I'm invited in. Oh, okay. But and, and it's a little different. Yeah, go ahead. So if you do visit in the States, visit someone's home, mm. uh, do you bring something? Is it an expectation? Ooh. So I have, I have kind of gotten to that point where if I'm, if it's the first time I'm at somebody's house, I do try to bring something, you know, Mm. especially if it's a party, I'm definitely, I don't care if I've been there a million times, I'm going to try to bring something. Uh, And usually that's, that's mainly for me because, you know, being a vegetarian, I don't want anybody to be like, oh oh my goodness, Uh, uh, you're going to have this rice. Like, nah, don't worry about it. Uh, we straight. Wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> you bring something to their house that you can eat? Nah, I can eat. Yeah, usually. Because I don't I don't want them to be worried about, oh my goodness, oh, I, I completely forgot. Mm. It's chill. Or I'll eat before I go. I might no. bring like some juice or, you know, mm. hey, you know, I I really want some iced tea right now. I noticed that there's none. Do, does anybody need anything from the store mm. when I go? You know, yeah, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But they usually say, "No, no, no, I don't need anything. It's fine." Uh, no, 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 it's it's good. I mean, it, you know, I I see that you don't have like ice or the, I can go get a five pound bag of ice. That's not a problem. You know, I'll I'll kind you're of gonna, insist. You're gonna arrive there. <laughs> arrive there. Go there. See, they ain't, they ain't got no ice, and then I'll be right back. Pick up some. Fair no, fair. I mean, it it all depends. Usually, that's with more with family. 
So you know, I come, arrive, and I'll oh, okay. usually jump back out to get something to drink. You know, something that's non-alcoholic and sweet, because mm-hmm. that's that's what I do. Like a sweet tea, oh. Arizona. Shout out. Uh, or uh, you know, I'll just say, hey, so, yeah. I, I noticed that you don't have everything that you usually have for the carne asada. Do you need avocados? Do you need onions? Do you, what's going on? Do you need anything from the store? Mm-hmm. And I'll just run out. Get it, come back. But if I'm going to like a colleague's house or something like that, I and it is it is very Japanese because a lot of people don't do that in the states. Mm. A lot of people mm. don't do it. You, you hear of people like bringing wine, but yes. that's I feel now, like which I'm I'm not bringing wine. You're not gonna. Um, I'm. Dim- I mean, I don't drink, and yeah, so I'm not gonna bring wine to you somebody's could bring house. Something virgin. I could, and yeah. I would most likely. I could bring like sparkling uh, apple cider that Martinelli's. Yeah, you know, I'd do something like that. Something, something nice and sparkling. But mm. um, yeah, I mean, so the thing about Reggie is that he was in that place and this nexus between, you know, Japanese culture, American culture. He was friends with um, Reggie for a long time, but I uh, no, no, Reggie. Friends with uh, Reggie was friends with Iwata, Iwata. yeah, <laughs> for a go. long time. But he always he also said that when he whenever he was there, he would shake his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was interesting too. It wasn't a bow, uh, not a bow. It was shaking of hands. Uh, yeah, that's right. odd. Mm-hmm. But that didn't stop him from becoming the CEO. You know, it didn't stop him from being very successful from having you know uh, the admiration of Mister Iwata's daughter. You want to take a selfie together mm-hmm. and, uh, you know and, and in fact mr iwata took the picture for him you know in the yeah. hospital right because so, he, he's too tall <laughs> right 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 he's too tall you know um he said he was he was different um as a he was like a disruptor and that's also mm-hmm. a theme that he's going to talk about throughout this book um i mean that's why it's called disrupting the game you know? again um was, any did you notice anything else that he said that was Particularly different from Japanese though. Um, well, I noticed I noticed that he didn't speak any Japanese. To me, that's a mm. that's crazy for you to be in the business realm where mm. your headquarter office is in Japan and you don't mm. speak Japanese. For me, I like to be able to speak at least a very little bit of whatever language or culture. And if I don't know the culture, I'll say, hey, how do you say this in your language? How do you say this in your language? Because right. it might help me down the line. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was that was very odd. But that was very odd. Is, he wasn't, he, it's not that he wasn't capable of learning. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. Like he went to Cornell, full scholarship. <laughs> Excuse me, Ivy League. Excuse me, Ivy League. Is he actually an immigrant? <laughs> right. Because that's how they get down. Like, true story. Like, my dad is with him in that same alma mater. Ivy League school. club? Dang. Same school. Same school. You know? Dang. Um, okay. Yeah. But it was like, you know, he, it's not that he couldn't study, but he was there to do business. He was there to make relationships. And for him, yeah. learning the language was not a necessary thing in order to do that. And in fact, maybe 
the fact that he did things different is what helped to propel him forward within the company. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, he said there was a, a balancing act that you have to do between uh, persistence and empathy when you're trying to convince people to see mm. things your way. Um, I mean, the, the conversation. Yeah, got really yeah, 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 yeah. It got really deep yeah. there when he's talking about like that. The difference between those yeah. two. Um, and I wanted to ask you, but I I, I can't put it into a banner because it's just it's too long. Go ahead, um, just 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 ask it. <laughs> so so he said that it's really important to separate your core beliefs mm-hmm. from your desire to be right. Yo, and desire to be right, it's like the ego thing, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. So, have you have you found yourself in situations like that? And how do you separate yourself from something you really see it as right, you know? But it's not like it has to be me. Somebody else could could mm. make a suggestion. I would just as easily pick it up if it were them. Have you found yourself in situations like that, and something that you could, you know, impart to the audience that'll help them process through that situation? No, I never find myself in that situation because I'm always right. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's it. Be right. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's what it is. And that's, <laughs> right. that's why you listen. Right? Oh, go ahead. I I I get it, and I feel like the only thing that has really helped me is to take intentional time to be introspective. Because with that introspection comes a lot of digging into your own self to see Mm. how you would have did things differently if things were going a separate or a different way, how you would have stopped it or continued it or, but in order for that hindsight to be 2020, you have to actually look behind you. You know what I mean? So I mean, 2020, like 365 degrees, you know, you gotta no, 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 2020, 2020, as in like your vision is 2020. Mm-hmm. It's like hindsight is 2020 means like you always know what you should have done mm-hmm. after the situation is over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you can always see when you're looking back, but a lot of people right. just like step forward and don't look back. There's no no time for processing or introspection. They're just like, I'm gonna keep moving. I'm gonna keep going forward. You know that thing is not gonna get to me. And sometimes we need those things to get to us because sometimes we say something that upsets somebody, and we may not think of it as upsetting somebody. You know, oh yeah, you know, I was just joking around. You know, I I didn't do it in a way that. I wasn't trying to hurt them, so therefore they shouldn't be hurt. But that—that's—that's that's not how it goes, you know. If somebody says something to me that hurts me, mm. trust and believe, I, I've come to the to the point where I've been bullied enough. So I'm, I'm gonna mm. let you know, like, hey, I ain't really—I wasn't really feeling what you said there. But a mm. lot of people don't have that. So mm. one thing that we can all do is check ourselves. And that's something that has to happen in order for our ego to diminish. Mm. If you check yourself, then you won't wreck yourself, as they used to say. 
if you check yourself, you won't wreck yourself. Now, how do you how do you check yourself? Because I know there are a few steps in there. And that one could be checking your breathing. Am I breathing smoothly? Mm, or okay. have I been choking okay. up? You know, like like you don't like if you listen to somebody like real close to me, if they say something that's just like, oh, that that triggered me, that triggered me. Wait a minute, am I triggered? Am I not breathing mm. as deeply as I should be? Wait a minute. Mm. Oh, my ego is damaged. <laughs> my ego wants to jump. Yo, 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 yeah. I didn't think about that. Mm. I did not think about saying, that. But but are, are, are there other like that's what I'm saying? That's how the, the conversation raises level because you know you may know some other things that help you to realize that you're being triggered. You know, mm. are, are there other things you think of like physiologically that are like, oh wait a minute, that's it. I'm, yes, I'm in no, it's it is okay. So. One of the things that I've been kind of studying a little bit is lucid dreaming because I've never had a lucid dream. Lucid dream is when you can control everything. You realize that you're dreaming and it's like, okay, well, I'm going to take control of this. Like, I'm going to fly. I'm going to plan out the rest of my life. Or what would I do if I had a million dollars and, you know, all of this stuff. And you just act out in your dream, your wildest dreams and fantasies. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is that there are ways to become a lucid dreamer. Mm. So little things like pinching yourself Mm. regularly throughout the day, like, okay, oh, this is reality to Mm. where when you're dreaming, you'll unconsciously do so. It's like, this isn't reality. Okay. Uh, Writing down your dreams when you wake up. Mm-hmm. Being able to recount those things. All of these things work towards that. What I'm getting at is the intentional mm. action to make sure. So now if we're looking at yes. intentional actions when we need to diminish our ego. Mm-hmm. Or we're getting heated in an argument because they don't see it the way that we see it. Mm. One of the things that I've seen is taking a breath or taking counting two Mississippis before you actually respond, because we we respond instinctually Mm. with our our trauma, with our hurt self. Mm. We when we feel like we need to defend ourselves, then we're just like, no, that's not what I said. You know, you're not seeing it was like. Mm I understand where you're coming from, but that's not exactly what I was trying to say. Let me go back to the beginning so that I can make sure that what I'm saying is getting across. Mm. So those are the same way of saying, or two different ways of saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. One of which is going to paint you negatively. The other of which is going to make other people mad at you because you're calm and cool and collected. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Their ego. Their ego. Like you could be saying something about their ego by taking those actions. Your ego is mm-hmm. out of control. I'm going to shoot mm-hmm. you. Out. I'm going to handle you, you wild animal. <laughs> Look, what, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Um, Life and death. Speaking. No. Speaking. 
speaking a kind word turns away wrath. Oh, yes. But there's also another one that talks about another proverb that talks about uh, speaking, speaking softly to your enemies will be as heaping hot coals upon their head. Yes. And a lot of people take that out of out of context because the hot coals on your head is a uh, a redemptive measure. It's like I'm I'm sorry for what I did. So therefore, yeah, not just like oh my goodness, you know, I'm I'm getting hot, I'm getting heated. No, yeah, it's a redemptive measure. So hmm. take with that as you will. Oh well, oh well, that's good. That's positive advice for sure. Um, and I really like the two Mississippi's. What um what Reggie would probably say. Just to mm. add on to that, you know, is to ask, clarify, and collect questions of the other he party. Did, he did mention that, definitely. Demonstrate understanding of what they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, if you realize that your your point is going is actually going to be better for both of you, then, you know, use data to support it. Use uh, other industry examples and search yep. for common ground. And, and state what the common ground is. Um, and then finally, take a stand. Um, mm -hmm. This is the stance. This is the best thing. And as he said to Mr. Iwata, you hired me a few months ago um, yeah. to, to make these types of decisions. And this is my position. I'm, I'm being empathetic towards where you are, but this is what's going to be best for the company. And just state it like that. And yeah. he did. And he was right. And uh, and as a so result, you know what? I did hire you. <laughs> yeah, I did hire you. I did say I was going to trust what you say. So let me trust yeah. you. You know, um, the other advice I'd have for you guys is get yourself a pen, a pad, write it down. You know, it's the best way to do it. It's your boy TPC Japan telling you that that's what it is. Take us home, Ace. Uh, you already know it's your boy Ace of Cross Culture. Thanks for joining us uh definitely leave comments in the comment section hit the subscribe and subscribe button and notification bell so you know exactly when we go on live next week we're going to be on cross culture you see the link in the description below until next time stay prayed up be blessed <laughs>